welcome to the Wow Influence podcast. We're your hosts, Ed and Kobe. This is the place where you'll find everything you need to know about the world of influencer marketing and how to become an expert in this space. Hello and welcome to our Influence podcast. Uh, hey, Ed. Hey, Kobe. Great to have you here with us. Uh, we hope that by now you kind of figure out the parts of why influencer marketing, we think it's such a great place. We hope you enjoy the content that we bring. Today, I think that I want to focus on something again, part of the flow of creating a campaign. Let's talk about communication. Okay, it's, it's kind of the basic uh, cornerstone of, of our, um, any campaign, regardless if it's digital or offline, works. But I think in, in our case, it's going to be a bit more problematic. You know, in, in a regular digital marketing campaign, you kind of get the banner out to the different websites. Or you have the video uh, ad that got, runs to YouTube and they embed it into the, uh, the different uh, videos. In our case, and we spoke about this before, you're going to work with different guys that you don't know. Sometimes it's like plural and not just one influencer or one stream of, of communication. And uh, I think the first question is, is what are we going to communicate about? What's the basic stuff? Why, why do we need to communicate? We found influencers. Now what? Yeah, so so I guess the analogy here is, uh, okay, you found the, uh, the newspaper you want to advertise in, but mm-hmm. what are you going to put there, right? Um, so I still first the phone numbers or, or to reach the you know the media division of this newspaper. Right, right. So they make it easy, right? Because they they want you to call them and and, and talk to their ad sales department. But uh, as amazing it might sound, uh, you know, if people have millions of followers, influencers who have uh, engaged audiences and make their living on this, and you'd be surprised how difficult it is to find a business contact email, much less a phone number. Or uh, you know the I think we agent saw, or something. Yeah, we saw so many examples of, of YouTubers with, with hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers. That the only way to reach them is is through finding their Instagram account or, or their I don't know Messenger on Facebook. Try to DM them, right? Right. No business mail, no nothing. Right. It kind of creates a big issue. Like again, going through the flow after we found the influencers, we understood the concept of audience efficiency guys if you don't know what it is go to the second episode that we uh, have on this so I kind of have a great group of influencers that I think makes us a lot of sense to work with them okay I found you Ed how I'm going to I don't know, touch base with you what's going on right so uh, you have just a real wild west out there uh, some people accept DMs on Instagram some people don't some people have open profiles. Some people don't. Uh, so, so it creates a lot of uncertainty on the part of the the some, brand. By the marketer. way, get DMs but ignore them. That's right. That's or right. just drowning in the flood of DMs. Right. Uh, that's another issue of uh, you know put some time and effort and, and invest a little bit in, in the message that you're yeah. crafting to send to the influencer because they're getting a lot of messages from brands looking uh, to partner with them. Uh, but so okay, let's let's say that you actually get to the inbox of this person. You know what do you say, right? Um, so, so the basics is you need to explain who you are, what your brand is, why you think their audience is a fit for your brand, mm-hmm. and why they would actually like to hear about uh, the product and service that you're. So you need to entice them to work with you. Exactly, exactly. Um, that's that's one of the pros and, and and one of the challenges of the influencer marketing space 
is that the good influencers are choosy about who they work with. Uh, that's good for you when you actually get, uh, you know, a campaign live because that means that that person has uh, curated what's on their feed. And if you've made it to their feed, you're doing well. Um, so, okay, so, so kind of convinced the influencer who, who I am, why I chose him or what, what's good in, with, with our collaboration. And I don't know where to reach him. Like you said, DMs. I assume mails is another method. Skype sometimes um, so yeah I mean you really have to open an account on all of the uh, Google voice whatsapp you name it right right so uh, so what do you mean like I need to have like 10 different accounts with communication methods to just try to manage the communication even without talking about what are we going to talk about just in terms of means it's like it's gonna be huge headache yeah Yeah, it is a huge headache, uh, especially if you're trying to do this in, a, in, a, you know, in an office environment where there's a team mm-hmm. trying to work on this. The mm-hmm. person might uh, text message you back, right? Right. And then you're scrambling to, to uh, communicate that to your team. So uh, what, what we're just talking about here is that it's uh, professionals and amateurs, right? Okay. And whenever you have that situation where the two are interacting, you're going to have a little bit of friction. Right. So, uh, so if you're on the brand side, if you're the professional, understand that you're, you're uh, trying to do something new. That's, uh, the, the person's not going to behave exactly like that ad salesperson from the New York Times used to behave. So it's not professional versus pro- with professionals anymore. It's like I'm by DMing a 16-year-old boy that is playing, I don't know, Fortnite. With his parents' permission. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has uh, no idea how to even work with you. Or, or, he got a DM from, I don't know, Nike, let's say, for the example. I think the first reaction would be, "Hey guys, I got a message from someone at Nike. What I'm going to do about this?" Yeah, if he doesn't assume that it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right, so, so you have to just keep that in mind uh, on the brand side. And then if you're the influencer, you need to understand that are you, are you trying to make a living off of this uh, mm-hmm. thing, or is this just a hobby for you? Or is this just fun and games? If it's fun and games, then you do whatever you want. That's fine. Yeah. But if you're trying to make a living, you've got to understand that you have to uh, step it up and be a little more professional. Um, and reassure the brand that you know how to speak their language and, and uh, that you're going to be a good investment. Yeah, I think one of the issues that we found through, through our research uh, is that a lot of influencers, sorry, a lot of guys on the social networks have no idea how to, even if that they can monetize their followers or monetize in some way. So forget about make a living. You can do some pocket money even as a result. But every time they... Well, they don't have business mail for inquiries or they don't have they don't respond to dms they they kind of run through life i I'd call it <laughs> right it's like they they exist they play a lot or they talk about i don't know some food they just cooked or put a great picture on instagram of a of a dish they just made It's not that they know that one hundred thousand followers actually might worth a lot of money to someone right. Right. So uh, a lot of these people just grew their followings organically. They weren't thinking about making money. They were just doing something they loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the best kind of people to partner with, actually, uh, because uh, they, they have an authentic, engaged audience doing what they're doing. And you're just going to have to work with them a little bit uh, to get them to, uh, to meet the standards that you're, that you're looking for. Yeah. Okay, so we spoke about different, the fact that I'm probably going to need 10 different or 20 different profiles in different areas. places just to communicate with the ones so if I've got like five influencers hey, I, I can manage this on a I don't know stick it notes or post it notes sorry sure if I've got I don't know 10 15 probably an Excel would 
do do the work right right when it goes to fifty uh, and above uh, I'm not talking I'm talking about one thousand uh what am I gonna do I mean kind of what run through from Skype to the mail sometimes with the same influencer I can work uh, speak in Skype and send him an email and you're gonna answer me on on the whatsapp what's going on right right and this is one of the things that's that's um uh, you know despite the incredible growth this is one of the things that's holding back the industry mm-hmm. because what what you're finding is if you're on the brand marketing team or you're in an agency that's doing influencer marketing you have uh you know like account managers or campaign managers who are working with three six a dozen influencers but it's difficult to work with much more than that uh if you're doing it manually it's not scalable it's just not scalable right yeah. And so and so again, going back to the the issue of like would you rather pay uh Ronaldo a million dollars or or a thousand people a thousand dollars when you say wow that what I can't even do this, it won't be effective right I won't be able to uh to run an effective campaign, forget being lazy exactly. i mean it's just it's just difficult I need to, to shut do. down the entire marketing department just to manage these one thousand diff in different influencers right right exactly. Um, so, so, you know, it's all leading up to the fact that, uh, you know, once you're uh, beyond the, the post-it note or the Excel phase, you need to use a platform that's going to centralize the communications for you, um, that's going to help you find, engage with, with the influencers. Okay, so, so again, f- from the episode about finding, we, we understood that if you want to work on a small, really small scale, like maybe up to 10, do the manual work, it's probably going to be enough. You can make it do it much faster because if you use a platform, but you can still manage. I think the same concept goes here. If you want to manage up to ten people, you're probably gonna use some post-it notes or some Excel spreadsheets, which is fine, but it won't allow you to really grow to really take advantage of of this great uh, platform, right? Correct. So find a platform that helps you to manage the communication. this is this is important. Now, let's talk about the different parts. So, okay, so, I went through, hey, Ed, my name is Kobe. I'm from brand ABC. I really like what you post. I really like your uh, followers, what they're saying. I want to work with you. And you come back to me and say, hey, it sounds interesting. I'm also interested in working together. Now what? I, I'm, I want to speak about, let, let's take the first topic, content. Who is producing the content, right? What else I'm, I'm going to speak to you about in terms of the, the communication? Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot to talk about, uh, everything from, from content to how much you're going to pay for it, uh, to making contracts, to, to make legal sure. Legal stuff. Legal stuff, sure, business stuff, legal stuff, uh, and, and just, again, managing all the correspondence back and forth and, uh, and just having a tight process that you can control. Okay. Actually, you mentioned content, and I want to break it down a bit. Content is usually some graphic assets, which are quite big, so the place to put them... Well, it's not sending my mails. It's just sending a link to Google Drive or some Dropbox or some other hosting uh, file service, right? So uh, here again, I need to open much more profiles in or accounts in with the, with these providers just to continue to manage and it's just another column in my Excel or another post-it on my uh, my desk. Um, again, if you have a platform that can manage not only the communication but also the assets, it, it's a better way to handle your... world right absolutely absolutely uh you know up until now it's it's mostly been you know believe it or not like screenshots <laughs> yeah. right so uh so a typical flow is you know as as uh, shocking as this might seem but a typical flow might be uh the the brand talks to the to the influencer says i want you to post something mention my brand 
And only after it's been posted, only after it's live, does the the marketer at the brand say, "Well, wait a second. He's using uh, three brand different control. Yeah, three different words that you can't print, uh, you know, on TV or in the newspaper. And he's talking about things that uh, you know are, do not align to the values of our company, and all kinds of other problems. Right. Right. Um, and then uh, and then you say, okay, but we agreed to this. Do I pay the guy or not? Right. It's a mess. So it's much better to have a uh, platform where uh, the, you know, the influencer would upload the content. You as the marketer just approve or deny it right on the platform. Even before right? it's public. It's before like internal, it's public, of course. Internal correspondence that gives you the marketer or gives the influencer the ability to uh, control what's going on. Because I think that even from an influencer perspective, let's assume that the marketer provides all the, the assets. And then the influencer might, not, might think that it's not authentic enough to his language, to his followers. So... He wouldn't want to pub to put I don't know a post on on something that he does not feel comfortable with. So it gives both sides the ability to control to control what's going on live now. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, often we were saying that just brands need to like ease up a little bit, let go of control. The influencers, they know their audience better than you do. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, don't give up all control. Definitely, you know, take a look at it and approve it before it goes up. But keep in mind that this is the reason why. You're, you're engaging with these influencers yeah, it, to get that different voice and to get exactly, that different This authentic, yeah. non-ad ad, more organic uh, contribution. Uh, okay, so we spoke about content and I think from what we're saying is that also the fact that it's all should be managed in one place. I, I want to, maybe you mentioned something about this. It's not only about pricing, it's also about when it's going to be published, right? It, it's not just, uh, okay, I'll pay you, I don't know, $1,000, For a two minutes video on YouTube, it's not it's it's and, and you, I want you to say these main messages or use this logo or use this uh, screenshots of my product. It's also about uh, what is allowed to say and not allowed to say, and I also want where do I, when do I want it? Like I don't know Friday evening is probably a poor time because someone everyone on my audience gets out to to hang out. Maybe Tuesday morning is better. So I also need to discuss like dates and times, right? That's right. And uh, also how long the post is going to be up right, for. Right, right. Um, you know, many Instagrammers especially, they take posts down, right? Uh, especially mm-hmm. the ones that aren't performing well. Or just after a certain amount of time. Yeah, the feed just right? push, it, push it down. They only, they only keep a few posts up live at any one time. Mm-hmm. So, so be very clear uh, in the negotiation phase what exactly the expectations are. Um, and just, yeah, you don't want to be surprised after the fact. Absolutely right. And probably the last piece that I think, it's, it's not really legal, like you said, some words that you're not allowed to say or something like that. It's more about other restrictions. Like if I'm a brand on specific niche, I don't want this guy that I'm going to work with uh, to, I don't know, post on, on my competitor two days later. Now, it doesn't make sense, right? So there's a lot of rules and restrictions that I'm trying to apply that will make the impact stronger or will not uh, make my post weaker correct correct okay, okay. and uh, so yeah just again just uh, agreed on all this beforehand and think about what's worth it uh, what's important to your brand and to you as an influencer what's important to you to communicate to the brand so that everyone's on the same page yeah, so there's so many details that you need to deliver or agree with the influencers or as an influencer to agree with a marketer so both sides need to kind of put down a very uh, clear understanding that and make sure that they're all on the same page 
So we spoke about the content. We spoke about the legal. We spoke about the price. We spoke about dates and times. We spoke about restrictions. We spoke about uh, instead of using, and I think this is a bottom line here, the dream is one system, one platform that allows both sides to engage, to correspond, to communicate about all these topics, quick, fast, simple, uh, instead of you know, spreading around different uh, places. And now taking this from the marketer side, instead of working with 50 influencers with Excels, it also needs, this platform need, needs to give you the ability to manage everything. But we'll talk about managing the campaign in different episodes. Uh, I think there's a lot of takeaways from this, but the main one is like the dream is to have one tool, one platform to manage everything in terms, in terms of the communication, right? That's right. Okay. Again, thanks a lot, Ed. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. Thank you, Kobe. And we'll see you all in the next one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more episodes, find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also find much more on our website, wowinfluence.com, or on our social networks at WowInfluence. Stay tuned for the next episode and keep on hustling.